to the mic, they start dimming the lights. You start feeling alright. From Birmingham, home with the Teddy Longs and the Ruben Studders. More once you discover, for all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns. For all of the lovers, Mickey James and Marvin Gaye. For all of the lovers, it's Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say, look, I just found a place we'd escape. Every one of us, I was kinda late. Cause I just made it off the struggle bus. Walking by the fake, cause I know it's right in front of us. Yo, I ain't with the hate, gotta focus on what's great. Ladies and gentlemen, Steph Hardy is on the air. Had to drop a couple bars just to make you all aware. So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. You know I go by Joe or the wrestle. Hey y'all, welcome to another new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. So on this episode, I have another special conversation that I had this week with podcast host and great wrestling fan, and actually a woman of many fandoms, Alex Lajas, aka the Queen of the Ring. She is the co-host of Complex Unsanctioned with Sir Wilkins, and she's also a co-host of Church of Joshi, which is her own podcast centered on Japanese women's wrestling and we have a great conversation so listen to this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast to be here with another special guest of mine who I you know just who I just discovered online and just I just love her content she is the co-host of the Church of Joshi podcast as well as uh, one of the hosts of the new brand spanking new t- um, show Complex Unsanctioned with Sir Wilkins of the Jobber Tears podcast it's Alex Queen of the Ring Lajas how are you? finally connect we follow each other for so long on twitter and it's like now we're like connecting thankfully to the to the internet (laughs) yeah i'm so excited that we get to have this conversation because i've been watching you for a while and i love everything you're doing and everything you stand for so i just had to have you on and i'm just so happy that this is happening Oh, please don't cry this early now. We're just a minute in. Okay, I'll, I'll cry in the next five minutes then. Yeah, oh, hopefully we'll get a little bit deeper with the tears or something like that. Because if you cry, I guarantee you I'm going to cry. And it's going to be a whole thing. But, uh, yes. So, I have to ask um, the question that I ask all of my guests. And that's, when did you fall in love with wrestling? I fell in love with wrestling I grew up in New York. I grew up in the Bronx. And so my dad was really into wrestling. And I have two older brothers. So they were all into wrestling. And uh, I was honestly born into it. <laughs> like my earliest memory in life was WrestleMania 12. And that's when I fell in love with Shawn Michaels. And ever since then, like it was always a family tradition growing up where we would go to like the dollar store on like Fordham Road or something. And then we would get these blank VHS tapes and then we would record the pay-per-views and we would have this big, uh, you know, Sunday family dinner, but we would have it in front of the TV. 
and that was just like a tradition that we just always did so wrestling was always a part of my life i mean growing up with two older brothers they had all the action figures the wrestling buddies the video games and uh i got all of their (laughs) (laughs) hand-me-downs which my mom is lucky because for you know a, a girl to be into like most of the things that her brother is into she didn't really have to buy much except for barbie dolls but even then like my barbie dolls were like you know super kicking Shawn michaels back in the day so ah. <laughs> yeah i know so yeah i mean like i fell in love with wrestling at a very very young age uh but when i was young i also wanted to be an actor and i just had the bug for entertainment So growing up and watching wrestling, I viewed it more as theater than a sport. Um, And, you know, in our house, we, you know, got rowdy about wrestling the same way like some people would get about football. But for me, like it was the rowdiness and the theater combined with the pageantry that really like stood out to me. So I just I've loved it ever since. Um, And then later on in life, I I um, I went to acting school. So like, it's funny because there were some elements of like promos that I was studying for an acting class. And it's just like, I I found it similar, but my professors were like, this is weird. You're watching wrestling. And it's like, it's it's the same thing. It's acting. (laughs) I mean, it is the same thing. Like, I know a lot of people probably in academia would probably sort of look at it as kind of like a strange thing to sort of compare. But ultimately, it really is. Because I remember one time I tried to apply for a performing arts school and I actually used um, an example of wrestling in it. And I believe that somehow or another, my application wound up not going through partly because of it. But that's another story. But I love how basically you were into it because it was a family affair. And that's ultimately how a lot of people start. It's a generational thing. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, I love always when I find a wrestling fan that I connect with, I love asking them like, how did you get into wrestling? The same way that, you know, your question. And it's always funny how it's sometimes it's like grandmas, you know, or it's just like my grandma used to love wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. And even like people that aren't mainstream fans, you know, that are just like people that are casual fans or even not casual fans that just know about wrestling. Yes. They always have a story of a cousin or a god brother or the kid down the street that had the free pay-per-view box cable box they would always go and watch it so i think it's always interesting to ask that question because there's so many people that have different journeys in discovering wrestling and especially like for me i started like really young when i was like pretty much out the womb (laughs) but for there's so many different people that are like oh I just started like last year or I just started two years ago three years ago but it's all the same story of like there's always somebody that they know and love that have connected them to wrestling and that's why I like wrestling so much and I think that's why I get most of my passion for wrestling because it's all something that we just universally love and we universally are entertained by. Whether you love it, you hate it, you're booing the guy, you're crying, you're laughing, you think something sucks, like you're still entertained in some capacity. And so that's why I just, I love it so much. And it's so nice to connect with different people and connect with different fans. And even like going to huge wrestling weekends, it's just like, oh yeah, who, who do you 
collect? Like, how did you get into this and stuff? It's always a fun conversation. It is. Like, the connections that you make and the friendships that you wind up making from it. Like, all of that is really cool. Like, I love stuff like that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, who were some of your favorites, you know, early in your fandom? Uh, definitely Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you did mention him. <laughs> but did you have any others? Um, so, I, I I really loved Shawn and I really loved China. China, well, I'm wearing her shirt. On your shirt, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like two Shawn Michaels action figures staring at me, so it's funny. Uh, I loved I loved China because growing up, Again, I was always like the girl that was into guy things. So I found myself like mostly um, like hanging out with some, some of the boys in class, you know, or like trying to connect because I liked the things that they liked. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, when I saw China on screen, I was like, oh, that's just, that's me, you know? Like she wasn't this like, you know, super skinny blonde woman on screen and that wasn't me growing up so seeing her like I fully connected with her um and it was always such a joy to see her on screen and even go going toe to toe with the men like I was like she's so badass <laughs> she's so cool um <laughs> so I really really loved her growing up um and uh there's so many. I mean, I really loved Stone Cold Steve Austin, but a part of that does have to do with the fact that my dad kind of looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, <laughs> so growing up, and I would go to elementary school, and <laughs> the kids would like whisper and like, I think that's Stone Cold. I think that's Stone Cold. So one day, my dad, uh, he had a like a camo hat, and he like picked me up from school wearing the camo hat, and everyone like all the kids freaked. And all the kids were convinced that my dad was Stone Cold Steve Austin. So there was like a good hot second where I wasn't bullied for like a semester. Oh, <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> yeah, I would say like those were really my favorite growing up. Um, I mean, like I really loved um, when I grew up, I was mostly watching WWE. So I really loved, I really loved everyone, to be honest, like Triple H, McFoley, Taker, um, just anyone that was on my screen and I was always entertained. I really liked them. Mm -hmm. um, but growing growing up, like I've found my my official favorites, like Manami Toyota, Bull Nakano, you know, so yeah, I've, yeah, I have my, I have my favorites and then I have people where I'm just like, oh yeah, I like you for a little while and, until you turn heel and then I don't like you. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how it is. It's sort of like you love a person and then you wind up not liking a person depending on their journey. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of how I am with Becky Lynch right now. It's oh, like, really? I loved her. I absolutely loved her, you know, and I love her, you know, in real life outside of wrestling. But deep down inside, like as a character where she where she was like last year, I just I, we fell out. We fell out I mean, after SummerSlam. We fell out, and I was just like, no. And I just, just, I couldn't take it anymore. I I don't blame you, because when she came in and, like, did Bianca Belair dirty, I was mm -mm. like, Becky, you were my girl, but I don't know about right now. <laughs> exactly. Know? That's yeah. exactly how I felt. <laughs> and then she lost at WrestleMania, and I'm like, maybe Becky Lynch isn't that bad. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I was happy. I was thrilled. <laughs> 
I was I was thrilled that Becky lost at WrestleMania. Okay, like I am on the Bianca train, so I was ready for Bianca to get her revenge because yeah, Becky uh, had been ducking her. She had, so Bianca I was ready. Right now, it's just like so hot right now. I love yes. it so much, and that entrance live, that WrestleMania entrance. Oh. I was like getting teared up and emotional in person. Like oh. I was so happy just to have that moment that full like wrestlemania entrance moment she's coming out and she's like swinging her hair and skipping so high like i was like this is your moment girl yeah and then with the band (laughs) yes the band oh my god the band sounds so good too yes they Uh, sounded amazing shout out to texas southern's ocean of soul because that was one of the best moments ever and then it's just like for me that was just like a big part of representation on that part because that's just all i grew up hearing like hbcu marching bands all the time then we're in alabama too so there's like a bunch of them that would come through my high school all the time so watching all of that happen in wrestling even though it's happened before because John Cena had it, you know, had FAMU before. It was just seeing that, you know, with someone like her, it just fit and it was perfect. And it made my heart sore. It was great. Like I was watching it with my boyfriend and he was in marching band too. So it was just a lot going on. We were just like, oh "Oh my God, it was just, it was amazing. (laughs) We were so happy. It was just, it was a whole moment. But yes, uh, we're team Bianca on here. Like I've had like at least two episodes dedicated to her. Like it's, it's been, oh my God. I can sing her praises forever. It's it's crazy. (laughs) Um, But back to, back to you though. Um, so did anyone outside of the fan cu- the fan culture of wrestling ever try to make you feel like you were less than or like you were small because you were a wrestling fan? Like anyone just in real life? In yeah, in real life. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, growing up, um, wrestling was always uncool, you know? And so... I remember, oh, I actually, I do have a good story. Um, I remember it was freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was, I think this was like, this was 2006. So 2006, freshman year of high school, I had just started high school. So this was September. And I was like, I had like, John Cena and Shawn Michaels all over my locker and my notebooks and like I was like I guess the WWE girl freshman year there's mm-hmm. every, there's always one like person that's really into wrestling and that was me freshman year of high school and I remember I there was this guy who was like a junior and uh, we had like a study hall period together and like we would talk about wrestling and then I said like you know I'm actually going to my first ever like wrestling live event and my first ever wrestling live event was a Monday Night Raw in Madison Square Garden on 9-11 so Whoa. it was like yeah but it was like you know the anniversary of 9-11 so mm-hmm. it was like a huge moment and like Lillian Garcia sang the national anthem uh, that was Trish Stratus's last Monday Night Raw because that was the go-home show to Unforgiven in Canada with her versus Lita. Uh, So it was like a really great Monday Night Raw to go to. And Mm -hmm. I remember I went back to school the next day and uh, 
I was like super excited, super jazzed up, and I went to that guy that I knew that was also a wrestling fan who was a junior, and I was like, hey, I went to the WWE live event, and this and that, and like, the people that he was with were making fun of me, and he chimed in because it was like, you know, the cool thing to do to when you're that age to make fun mm-hmm. of somebody if all your friends are making fun of somebody. Mm-hmm. And that day on, like, my soul was crushed, and I was like, not gonna watch wrestling anymore and I was like watching but I wasn't very vocal about it especially on MySpace at that time and like I just like slowly kind of faded away with wrestling it was always kind of in the background um but yeah there were like people that just weren't I don't know you know it's just one of those things especially when you're younger people make fun of you because of that people are like oh you know you still watch that stuff you know and like it makes you, you know, makes you feel some type of way. We're just like, damn, should I not love the thing that I love so much? And especially something that I've loved ever since I was a kid and something that I bonded over with my family. And there's peer pressure, ting angst, all that stuff that goes into it. And so I kind of slowly drifted away um, and then applied to college, went to college. And I started kind of incorporating that because I loved movies and I loved TV, but there were some things that we learned in acting school where I was like, I see all of this happening in wrestling. <laughs> so I, that's when I like started to get back into it. I was YouTubing stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, growing up, there was always people that were like, like, why do you watch that kind of stuff, you know? But over the years, I've learned that that's like part of my strength. You know, when you're into something, when you like something, uh, when you're passionate about something that is that unique and it's such a niche, like that's part of your strength as you're a person, you know, like a part of your personality uh, in a good way. And so I had to learn that, but I also also had to learn that the hard way of being bullied. (laughs) So it was tough, but eventually I found my place yeah and it's kind of what you have to do in the midst of stuff like that because I'll never forget when I was in college and I you know would tell people that I was a wrestling fan but I wouldn't necessarily lead with it at that point I would actually say that and then I remember one person actually told me that they felt like that was just for kids you know, or just like two-year-olds or something like that and I'm just sitting here like well how do you think two-year-olds get into it because grown-ups are still into it so it's just some people you know just don't understand it and then they have a tendency to kind of just run their mouth or whatever but in my mind I knew I wasn't gonna ever stop because that's just it's just a part of who I am and it's been in also in my family for generations too Mm -hmm. so I mean and I know that wrestling has given me too much for me to just give it up at this point so yeah that's just kind of how I feel about it and I feel like the others who don't necessarily understand it I guess it's just not for them but as for me I know what it does for me so exactly yeah yeah and I hate that you had to have that experience but at the same time I mean whatever they just they just didn't get it and I hate that that person felt so insecure within themselves to where they felt like they couldn't defend you like made me not trust a lot of people and like it made me you know bullying sucks but 
it also shaped me into the person that I am today. So it's unfortunate that that person had to do that and stoop that low to do that. But right. it's it's hard and it takes a lot of work to get to the mindset of not caring what other people have to say because it's very easy for other people to be like, oh, don't listen to them. And especially online, like, you know, I'm sure you you have dealt with your share of bullying online where people oh, are yeah. like, you know, going back and forth with you about something, again, an opinion or something that you like. It's it's easier said than done to say, oh, just ignore that person. Don't don't pay any mind. Whatever they say is not true. Where it's just like, yeah, but that's that's the stuff that keeps me up at night at 3 a.m. and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, am I doing something right with my life? But you know, it sucks that that person had to do that. But at the same time, you know, you just gotta put up your middle finger and walk away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I know that you talked a little bit off camera about um, your work in wrestling and having worked with WWE. So had you ever decided, had you ever considered the possibility of working as an athlete before? As a wrestler? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually I have. I, um, when I was bartending um, after college, I bartended and I met this bouncer. I feel like all wrestlers have a story of them being bouncers. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's like there's like a, a deep circuit market for like the connection of like wrestlers and bouncers. And bouncers, yes. <laughs> so I met this bouncer who um, I think he trained somewhere in New Jersey. I'm not too sure where in Jersey. But there was one late night um i think it was like the msg channel uh up here in new york they would play old um like wwe clips and like old wwe like countdowns and, and everything so like he was watching it with me and i was like just you know going off knowing wrestling the way that i do and he's like i've never met another girl that liked wrestling the way that you do like you know your shit i was like yeah you know like it he's like have you ever thought about becoming a wrestler and I was like I've never been physically fit so no I've never thought about being a wrestler and he was like maybe you should like come check it out so I'm so one day he picked me up and like we drove to Jersey and we went to this school and he was just like showing me around and I sat in in one of the training sessions and I'll never forget uh, Sunny Kiss was actually there in one of the training sessions. And I believe somebody else was there too. I don't remember who exactly it was. But I remember, um, like, Sunny stood out to me because I was like, huh, like, that's really interesting that someone like Sunny is wrestling. Like, that's really cool. And it opened my eyes to the possibility of um, just wrestling being, I guess, more than just a boys' club, you know? Because mm -hmm. growing up, there was never really that opportunity, especially with the bra and panty matches and everything. So I never yeah. thought it was in the realm. And this was way before, like, the four horsewomen joined NXT and the NXT was booming, you know, and especially way before NXT Brooklyn. So I sat through and I was like, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can wrestle. And then uh, I, I did one session with him, uh, like, the next week. And I got a concussion just doing like Ooh. a simple roll. And I was like, nope, this is not for me. I can't do this. 
I can't do this. And I didn't even know I had a concussion until I went to my ex's house and uh, like he picked me up, my ex at that time. He picked me up and he was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I just don't really know where I am right now. <laughs> He's like, oh. I think you're concussed. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, this is my first concussion. Sick. I'm never doing this ever again. <laughs> and I felt bad. And like, sometimes I think back and I'm like, is my opportunity of that window missed? But um, I mean, I paved uh, my own path into this industry into this business uh so you know i guess it worked out <laughs> at the end no yeah i see i see it did work out i mean clearly everything's cool with you and everything and wrestling you got your own lane your own shows and everything but it's just a, a question that i tend to get a lot of the time whenever i talk about what i do in wrestling is you know they ask a lot of people ask me if i've if i'm an athlete and i was just like no like i hate pain yeah. I cannot stand pain. Like you are, like you talking about your concussion. I've never had a concussion. Basically, even though I know I've fallen and stuff like that, but I've never done anything that crazy enough to possibly injure myself that bad because I hate pain. So I know I could never be in the ring. I can talk about it, but as far as doing it, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't really have health insurance. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> There's also that part There's too. Also that part. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. So you talked about, you know, your first live event being at um the Madison Square Garden. Like how was that? Like how did that feel, you know, being in that in that rarefied rare rarefied air? <laughs> um it was really great honest because I went with my whole family so it was like you know finally my first live event was with my family so I got to share that with them mm -hmm. um and there's always such a special feeling like even today going to MSG there's just always like a special feeling in the air and I think I think you know because Madison Square Garden is you know the arena the most famous arena in the world but I feel like for wrestling fans, and this could possibly be the same for like basketball fans or boxing fans, where, we, you know, when you grow up and you have watched so many important events take place in this arena, and finally being able to walk in was such a special moment. Um, and I remember like we immediately went to the merch store and like we got the WWE shirts from the whole family. Um, I remember I had like a DX shirt and it was the one where it was like they're animated and in the back they're animated and they're like just showing off their ass. <laughs> I, I had that shirt and like my brother had a Rey Mysterio shirt and just like it was just such a, a special feeling like to just finally be there and to witness that. And it was a really like, again, I have to say it's a really good Monday Night Raw. If anybody could go back and watch September 11, 2006, Monday Night Raw, it was really good. Like Edge was champion at the time. And there was like a tag match with John Cena. Uh, Umaga opened the show with Ric Flair. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like uh, Triple H had a match with Vince McMahon as the main event. <laughs> Michaels got beat up and then I was crying because Shawn Michaels got beat up and like oh 
it was a special feeling. And again, like, I think it was more magical because it was at MSG. Yeah, definitely. I know the first event I ever saw at MSG, it was on DVD, but it was still, you know, MSG or whatever. It was WrestleMania 20. And I just remember the bit, everybody making such a big deal about it simply because it went, it was going to Madison Square Garden. And that was a really, really good pay-per-view. Um, just so many great things happened with that pay-per-view. Like, I loved it. You had Victoria and Molly Holly fighting in a hair versus hair match. Um, you had the Rock and Sock connection reuniting and fighting with Evolution. And, um, of course, and then you had Eddie Guerrero fighting Kurt Angle and that infamous match between, um, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Yeah, there was just so many great matches on that. And I just remember feeling like, man, this really looks like a party. And then another thing that I loved about it was the fact that um, the Harlem Boys Choir sang the national anthem. And I was just like, that was just the coolest thing to me. I was just like, this is amazing. And it made me want to go at some point. So maybe at some, I feel like New York just keeps calling me for some strange reason. And I got to come. I got to Oh god. MSG. <laughs> oh my god. I think I would just pass out. Throughout the whole trip to New York, I would just pass out. Just so many things I want to go see. So, um, outside of wrestling, what are some other fandoms that you are a part of? Like what are some other things that you love? Okay. So <laughs> I love this question because I don't get to talk about this enough. Uh I love Star Wars. I love Ooh. Star Wars. I am a huge I got like a baby yoda right there Uh i love star wars it was um it was one of like there's like a few movies that really got me like when i was younger to make me really want to become an actor and star wars was definitely one of them because i think at the time like phantom menace was coming out uh in the 90s and so like my brother had the box set of all the movies and like we binged it one weekend and I fell in love with Star Wars. So yeah, I'm huge on on that. I've never been to Galaxy's Edge. I really want to one day. I'm praying that I do. But yeah, I I was obviously like I was younger for um, the prequels, but when the Mm -hmm. new movies came out, I was in there like swimwear. Every midnight, like, preview, like, showing, I was there, I was crying, I had my opinions about The Last Jedi, like, oh god, <laughs> I am all about it, I love it so much, I have the Millennium Falcon tattooed on my, um, one of my legs, like, I love, I really love Star Wars, um, and I'm also, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Back to the Future, I really oh, wow. Loved, yeah, I really loved that movie. That was another movie that really wanted to make me become an actor. I was really into sci-fi when I was a kid. So sci-fi movies like that was like, it just really got me. And Back to the Future 2 was the first movie of the franchise that I watched. So I watched that and I was like, I want to be an actor because I want to time travel. And I'm like five years old. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I am really into like Marvel as well. I love I love Marvel. I'm very excited for Multiverse of Madness coming out in like two weeks. 
Uh, I'm very deep into X-Men and I'm hoping that they introduce the X-Men into the MCU for this movie. Hopefully, or hopefully soon. But um, yeah, I've always been a nerd. <laughs> I've, I've always been a nerd. Uh, when I when I got out of college, I would go every Wednesday to the comic book shop and get comic books, like the single issues and the trades and all the single issues were coming out. And like I was collecting The Walking Dead at the time and Uncanny Avengers and like most of all the books on that shelf is just all comic books. <laughs> and like the bottom shelf are all single issues. But yeah, I don't know. I just like I've always just have been engulfed in this like nerd culture um so it just and again like wrestling just came hand in hand with that because wrestling growing up like there were comic books and there were video games about mm-hmm. wrestling so again like i just viewed wrestling because there was star wars and marvel and um i would even include back to the future like i would see that as like nerd culture so with wrestling it's like oh this is also nerd culture it isn't sports and being athletic. I mean, you know, it is athletic as as hell, but for me, the pageantry and the theater and the drama of it all, I always just saw it as nerd culture. So um, it's funny because, you know, we were talking earlier where some people don't accept wrestling sometimes, and especially people that aren't really too familiar with wrestling, they almost just don't accept it as another form of nerd culture or another form of a fandom that exists um so yeah for me like it just all of it just came hand in hand so yeah i i love i love all that 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 stuff that's like i love going to comic cons you know and i love going to comic cons and going to like artist alley and seeing all these like smaller artists and just like to see their art and to see them display the passion that they have for different um, forms of entertainment. And they're just like, they have like such beautiful artwork of all these fandoms and just like that feeling of like, oh, I'm not alone. Like I'm home, you know, like, you know, just like walking into Comic-Cons and stuff. That's yeah, I just, I love that. I also realized I circled that answer right back to wrestling, but. No, it's okay. It is okay because all of it really does, you know, connect to each other in a way. Because even now, even with Comic-Cons, it's like you're seeing more and more wrestling being incorporated into stuff like that. And it's just, and I'm so happy that that's happening because it deserves to be, you know, in the same space as a lot of those fandoms. So I'm really, because I know even we have in Alabama, we have Comic-Con, which is like an anime um but for the first time they incorporated wrestling within it and had a wrestling show like for two nights and it was just the coolest yeah it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen I was just like I'm so happy this is happening because it just deserves this fandom is just as passionate if not more than you know others so I'm just so it definitely deserves that type of you know credit and that much upliftment so I'm really happy that you like all of those things and I actually like Marvel too so I'm kind of in that boat with you in terms of watching um the multiverse of madness I just feel like all heck is gonna break loose like oh my gosh I am oh god I'm so scared (laughs) see I haven't you're excited I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) I'm frightened I'm scared a little bit but only because I have a theory that 
with the Thor trailer that recently released. Yeah. I don't think they showed everything because there's something in Multiverse of Madness that affects Thor. Probably. You know, something like that. I don't know. You know how Marvel sometimes, like, they'll, they'll put one thing out on a trailer and then it's not what it is and then it's the movie and it's like wait you edited that for the trailer so we want to get spoiled mm -hmm. i don't know i'm i'm also scared because i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know what's gonna go down but i'm also very excited for this next phase and i was really into wandavision oh god I oh i loved wandavision too it was so good uh it was so so good and i used to be like a Nick at Night kid where I would mm -hmm. watch like I Love Lucy and everything <laughs> and like the Brady Bunch. So when they paid like homage to those shows and like the way they were filmed too, like it was just a love story to television and yes. a love letter to television. Oh man, I loved that show so much. Uh, yes, I, I loved it. it. We can start I loved a whole it. Marvel podcast about it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, maybe that'll be in the works for you, because I mean, Jesus, because it's it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. So it's great. So, um, how? What other hobbies do you have outside of wrestling? I actually just picked up pottery. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just picked it up, so I'm not an expert on the wheel yet, but it's something that I've always wanted to learn and. Uh, there's a show on HBO Max called The Great Pottery Throwdown, and I was binging that for a little bit, and I was like, this is really cool. I wonder if there's any pottery classes near me. I took a class last summer in Brooklyn, and it was a lot of fun. I really loved it, and especially, especially someone that um, media people in wrestling, I feel like we never have a break right because like yeah we don't some... <laughs> <laughs> we you, really don't you feel me like you know there's like there's always some news coming out there's always something to catch up with there's always something to report there's always something to watch you know and mm -hmm. that can burn you out pretty easily and i feel like that's definitely a conversation that like some media people should be a little bit more open with if they're willing to because that is a vulnerable thing to, to open up about but like it you is know, burnout is real and there's been a few times like you know i started my youtube channel and that first year i was dropping a video every friday and like six months in i was like i don't know if i could do this for like a whole decade you know mm -hmm. <laughs> so like it's i feel like we all need that that escape whether it's video games movies you know comic books whatever it is but for me it was pottery and i just like chuck my phone to the corner <laughs> I like I chucked my phone to the corner. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> I'll get. <laughs> I chucked my phone to the corner, and I was just like, I'm not even gonna look at my screen. I'm just gonna get my my hands wet and dirty with pottery. Um, so yeah, I watched I watched that show, and then I took a class in Brooklyn, and then I discovered uh, there's a studio near my neighborhood that had memberships, and I recently signed up, and it's been amazing. I haven't made anything yet, but I've been practicing some stuff. So that's that's one of definitely one of my hobbies or one of my main hobbies right now outside of wrestling. It sounds relaxing. It is. It is. The cleanup is not, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I imagine it's not, but just the act of it just seems really relaxing. Like I've seen people do it, like in movies or stuff like that, and I just be like, you know what, that looks really nice. Yeah. To make something and create something. <sighs> I just need my own personal Patrick Swayze behind me. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes, Alex. We all need Patrick Swayze, don't we? A Patrick Swayze or a Demi Moore, you know? I'm right. I'm, I'm by. I'll take anything I can get. Exactly. <laughs> either one, either one. I get it, definitely. So how would you say you feel about the state of wrestling? Um, what's good about it and what could be improved upon in your opinion? Uh, <laughs> this is a good question. I think right now in the state of wrestling, I think it's at, I think in terms of variety, isn't it? It is in a really great spot. There is something for everyone when it comes to wrestling. Um, I see the whole back and forth of like, AEW's better, WWE is better. It's like, y'all, we were never gifted an opportunity to have these options, <laughs> you know? Like, some of us were, because, you know, people were better on the internet than others at finding yes. it. But, like, you know, the fact that we have so much happening and we have access to so much wrestling just around the world. I think that's really great. And I feel like I see a lot of shining stars, especially in the independent scene, that there are people that I never imagined that would be in wrestling when I grew up. So to see them conquer in that space, um, you know, people like Trisha Dora, Edith Surreal, uh, Ziggy Hyam, Willow, Willow Nightingale, uh, I mean, Layla Hirsch, Thunder Rosa even like the list goes yes. on um and it's it's so amazing to see so many different wrestlers from so many different backgrounds that have so many different identities and they represent so many different um people that watch and now they have the opportunity to entertain when sometimes you know, their identities would almost be the butt of the joke when it comes to a storyline or a feud. Right. Sometimes it is still, but other times, like, I feel like now, especially fans are smarter and fans are a little bit more vocal of like, hey, that's not cool. Not so much of like, I don't like that, but it's more so of like, you know, that's not very appropriate. And so I like the direction that we're going with wrestling. The one thing I would change about wrestling um, I think there's always room to grow no matter what department in wrestling, but I feel like in terms of women's wrestling, the improvement that should be happening there is just having more women in charge of their divisions, you know? I feel mm -hmm. like we do need to have more women behind the scenes. I recently read that Maria Kanellis was connected to with the possibility of Ring of Honor and the women's division of Ring of Honor, and she was doing an amazing job last year. I, I hope that she's given that opportunity, and I would love to see, you know, I love AEW, but something needs to happen with that women's division, you know? And I yeah. feel like the only way to really do it and to have better storylines and to have meaningful storylines that are not just for a title is to have women behind the scenes 
as writers, as bookers, mm-hmm. probably. So, you know, something to help out with um, these these um, divisions. Because it's not the talent, you know? It's definitely not the talent, but it's definitely some higher-ups that should probably listen to, you know, a woman every now and then. <laughs> so... I think I think but I think overall in wrestling I I love where it's at right now. The variety is good. Also, I think in terms of like wrestling media, there are so many amazing people in wrestling media now, and especially there are so many amazing women now cuz like back when I started 5 years ago, at least like the mainstream people on YouTube that were talking about wrestling, there weren't a lot of women on. And that was, like, one of the main reasons why I wanted to start it, where it's like, where are the girls? Where are the girlies at, you know? And so ever since, like, I've seen a lot of people, like, starting up, and it's just, like, it's so awesome to see. Like, it's so awesome to see so many different voices and so many different opinions that, like, you know, they make you think a little. Or it's just like, huh, I never really thought of things that way, you know? And that's exciting about consuming any product whether it's wrestling or marvel or star wars where you have that different perspective where it's just like huh i wouldn't i wouldn't have have thought it about it like that you know so i think overall wrestling is in a good state but there is always room for improvement yeah definitely that's that's basically how i feel in a sense like i feel like there's always room for improvement of course but in the midst of it all like it's still a really great you know, space for it to be in. Because I just remember, you know, when I was a kid, there were only two shows you could watch. And now it just feels like there's like 10,000 shows you can watch. Um, And even with that, not even just watching on TV, but also going to a lot of various shows that you don't see on television, but shows that are just growing and promotions that are also growing as well. And watching stars that you may not have ever thought about before, you know, begin to blossom and then find their way to television. And that's exactly what I, and I 100% agree with you in the sense of having women in charge a whole lot more because we've seen the few results of what can happen when women are in charge. Like they can create some of the greatest wrestling shows that you've ever seen. So I feel like more opportunity should be given, you know, with that as well. And I agree with you with that 100%. And it's so funny you were talking about women and more women podcasting and talking about wrestling and stuff like that. It felt like when even when I started, there was a lot, but still... Like, it felt like there was a lot to where I was trying to figure out where am I going to fit in? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, where am I going to fit? But I know pretty sure, you know, pretty sure, you know, the longer I've been doing it, the more that I'm able to sort of see, you know, where my voice sort of fits in. So I'm happy about that. And I'm happy that there are so many women who, so many of those women who have come back to sort of want to help me and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, of course. (laughs) It's always good to see, like, to see more women conquer this space, but it's even greater to see each of us uplift each other. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you know, we we go through some some stuff as women yeah, we in do. this space, just we could breathe and people will be like, your opinion sucks. Like I didn't even say anything, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, people will still hate you. People will do that and sometimes, Honestly, it's because we're women and it sucks 
to say that, but that's sometimes the case. But it is nice to see more women and and it's nice to see it's nice to see more women in in the in the space, but it's even greater to see them succeed and to see them like conquer their own paths and conquer their own milestones um and yeah it's really it's really amazing to see that and it's really amazing to have uh the opportunity sometimes to like meet up with each other in person and like uh you know i met up with ella j and um uh and uh samara yes samira samira sorry samira sorry sorry uh yes samira and uh, I met up with them and I was able to tell them, uh, you know, my brain just like, <laughs> my brain I get is like it. starting to fart because it's like at, <laughs> close to 8 a.m. I 8 p.m. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I ran into them at Wrestle at WrestleMania weekend at the Superstore and I was able to tell them like, you know, like, please keep going with what you're doing. You know, like, I know all get hate online and we all like have that one person in our mentions and our notifications saying we don't know wrestling we don't know what we're talking about blah 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 blah. but it's nice that i was able to pull them aside and was just like please keep going please do what you what you're doing um and you know people people like them and so many so many women in this space inspire me you know like i i started out complex unsanctioned and we started doing interviews with people and i've never interviewed people like i've never done interviews before but um i studied them like i i i studied so many uh different women even like wind down wrestling Uh, yeah i've studied them and it's just like i've and even being interviewed by so many different women for their own podcast where it's like I pick up little things from them because it's like I'm also learning because I listen I don't know what I'm doing in the space either you know but we got to stick together so (laughs) definitely it's so funny that you did mention how you never really like interviewed before because my next question was going to be like when exactly did you come to the decision of using your voice in this space of wrestling media made the decision in 2017 and it was uh i went to my first wrestlemania which was wrestlemania 33 and i always say that tell this story of how like there was these two bigger dudes like they looked like they were training to wrestle like they were like muscled men and they were sitting behind me throughout the show and like you know you're at wrestlemania you're getting excited and you're like dropping i don't know you're just commentating you're you're at wrestlemania and especially your first wrestlemania so for me i was just like you know talking the whole time and being like oh that person's not gonna get this or they should have done this this that way or whatever and these guys came up from behind me and they were like do you have a podcast because i was like shooting the shit with my friends as well so they were like do you have a podcast because this would be interesting to hear because we don't hear like a girl talking about wrestling like you and i was like no i don't so I went home <laughs> and I like studied YouTube and podcasting, the algorithm, like how to stay consistent and blah, 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 blah. So I studied mm-hmm. that for a year and I saved up to get my own camera equipment and I um, uploaded my first YouTube video, which was um, me being at the first Women's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And that was a great opportunity to be there because, you know, the first women's Royal Rumble, I was very emotional. 
I'm sure you feel this way where it's like the first women's Royal Rumble, it feels like we made it, you know? Like yes. Women's, women's res, uh, WrestleMania main event and everything. Like, it's like, it feels like we made it, you know? So, um, yeah, I went to that and that video blew up and I've just, I've done it ever since. And at first it was just kind of, it was a, it was a space to just, um, be myself and to be passionate about something that I love. And then, um, and then it started to grow and then it started to grow. And honestly, I, I started it out because one, I wanted to be a part of this space and to be, um, a woman with a voice in wrestling. But at the same time, it was a new outlet for me to, be on camera because I wasn't really auditioning at that time. I wasn't really acting. Um, and I had like an improv and sketch group that disbanded. So I didn't really have much of a creative outlet at that time. Mm-hmm. So I started out 2018 and it's been going great ever since. <laughs> All right. And then you had your pod, you have your podcast that you co-host. Um, called Church of Joshi. So do you guys only specifically talk about Japanese wrestling or do you talk about really all of it? Uh, we only focus on Japanese wrestling. So we okay. Only, yeah, we only focus on more on the women's side. So we only focus on Joshi wrestling, which is uh, promotions like TJPW, which is Tokyo uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling, and Stardom, Ice Ribbon, and any, really any, like, Especially like the past Joshi women like Volcano, Asha Kong, uh, AJW in the 90s. So we really we focus more on that because right now it's just like there's not a lot of people really covering that as much. Um, Deadlock does a really great job with that, but um, yeah, it was something that we just discovered honestly during the pandemic. We would have these Zoom parties and uh, one day we picked a Manami Toyota uh, Akira Hokuto match, and Kayla actually had the idea because it's uh, that was when she was starting up her own Twitch channel, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey, why don't we like do something together? Let's like do a a Joshi show." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's do it." And it's blossomed to Church of Joshi, and we do that every Sunday, and it's been great. We've uh, had a sponsorship with Choco Pro, which is a promotion um, that's actually free on YouTube. And mm-hmm. uh, it's Emmy Sakura's there, Lulu Pencil, Mei Saruga, Aja Kong, and Minami, uh, not Minami Toyota, um, Minoru Suzuki has actually made appearances at that um, promotion. And we've had sponsorships with them, and uh, it's been great. It's been great to to have a program where it I'm learning as well you know because I I love that you know you never stop learning and so with Joshi it's really like our congregation that's what we call them our audience but our congregation really teaches us about uh Joshi and they let us know who we should be looking out for um who we should, you know, watch, what pay-per-views we should keep an eye out for. And I feel like that's what wrestling should be. Instead of being condescending to each other and talking down to one another and be like, oh, you don't know this. It's like, mm-hmm. no, teach 
teach me. Let's learn together. You know, what are you what are you excited about that you're passionate about? And our audience is very passionate about Joshi and they definitely let us know, you know, when they like an episode and when they don't like an episode. But um, so far, it's been very positive and it's been really great to especially work with my best friend. She's Kayla <laughs> is awesome. I love her so much. And uh, she does all the graphics for our episodes and she does an amazing job. And it's nice to, you know, have a space where, you know, we are two people in wrestling, but we're also, we're two people that are still just fans and we just want to like mark out a little bit. And especially when we watch Joshi, it's nice to freak out about these crazy moves that they do, but it's also really nice to just be in awe of their ring ring attires and their ring entrance gear. And um, yeah, it's just a really nice space to just learn more and not feel like someone's going to be condescending about it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad that you actually started a show like that to where people can people who really love Joshi wrestling can feel like they have a place where someone else loves it and then you guys can continue to just grow together and I'm actually interested in listening to it myself because I haven't really seen a lot of that a a lot of Joshi wrestling but it does inspire me to sort of want to learn more yeah yeah definitely check us out uh we're mostly on twitch but we are launching a patreon pretty soon so yeah actually this weekend Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be available really soon, and we've got a lot of fun things planned for the Patreon. So we're really happy to continue to spread the word of Joshi. That's great. So did you ever think that, even with your hosting of Church of Joshi, um, with your best friend, that you would host a show like Complex and Sanction with the likes of Sir Wilkins. Like, did that was that something that ever, you know, occurred to you that would happen? And once it did happen, you know, how did you feel about it? I never uh, plan out anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have goals. I just do what I have to do, you know? Like, even appearing on the bump and in WWE programming, like, that was oh, cool. never that was never a part of you know the the assignment if you will it was just get online turn on a camera and talk about wrestling so um, to have the opportunity to be approached by Complex and to work with uh, Sir Wilkins on this show is honestly a blessing it's really it really is a blessing like I again it was never a part. It was never in the horizon for me, I guess. Like, I I just, it never was a goal. And when it happened, I was like, me? Are you sure you got the right email? You know? <laughs> it's like one of those moments where it's like, are you sure about that? For real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And it, and it happened. And it's it's been amazing. We've only been doing Complex Unsanctioned for a month now. But we've had amazing guests on. We've had Jade Cargill. We've had Bianca Belair. Dizza, Liv Morgan, uh, Aljamain Sterling, and it's it's been a roller coaster ride to say the least. Because again, you know, like Church of Joshi started out of boredom with the pandemic, and it's blossomed and it's grown. And uh, to be able to do 
so many things that I've been able to do with uh, Church of Joshi and, and with WWE and Complex, like, it's definitely a huge blessing, and I can't, you know, I can't thank so many people that have, like, supported me throughout the way, like, it's just, it's just wild, because I don't, I don't consider myself a journalist, I don't consider myself, uh, I don't know, it's sometimes, I guess I'm a little humble, a little too humble, but I, sometimes I'm still like, I'm nobody in wrestling, you know, and I, I get to do these things, and I get to talk about, you know, the thing that I love twice a week on Spotify, <laughs> so <laughs> it's great, like, I, I never would have imagined, um, you know, starting Queen of the Ring from, again, having, trying to have a creative outlet, and coming from out of like a dark place in my life and creating queen of the ring and that happened and then creating church of joshi with my best friend out of boredom with the pandemic and there's been so many different amazing opportunities that have come from it that i just i didn't plan but it's it's just happened and i'm i'm eternally grateful for it to happen that sounds so good. And the fact that you're so humble about it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I was just telling someone else's yesterday. Like, I don't believe that there aren't there aren't, there aren't any there aren't nobodies in wrestling. Like fans are fans. Those are a part of we are a part of the sport itself because yeah. we because a lot of our voices are heard and they do listen no matter how much they try to make us feel like or try to pretend like they don't just for the gangster of it all they listen to us so I really feel like there aren't any nobodies in wrestling at all so I feel like for you to do what you what you do you may consider it you know like oh well I'm just that's not true so I believe that you like I really do choose to believe that there aren't any nobodies in wrestling and you're doing what you're doing um in a positive way and you talking about what you love in a positive way really does matter. So don't ever feel like that at all. Please don't at all. <laughs> is, this, is this the point where we cry? <laughs> uh, I guess so. This has to be the point where we kind of, if you want to, we can cry. I mean, because I feel the same way sometimes as well. But then I just have to remember, like, I just, there just aren't any nobodies in wrestling. So it's true. that should be on a shirt. It's true. Maybe, maybe I should make that a shirt. <laughs> so do you feel a sense of pride in terms of, you know, your representation as being a woman of color in the wrestling media? I do. I do mm -hmm. have, I do have a, a sense of pride, you know, um, I, as a woman having, um, space in in this industry is amazing but to be a queer puerto rican woman uh with this platform that i have is i do have a lot of pride with it and i think that sometimes um i don't give myself the opportunity to uh pat myself in the back for those those kind of things i guess if you, if you can say that like Mm -hmm. um, you know, identity and finding your own identity, um, especially in, um, uh, within your own ethnicity, uh, is hard. 
Uh, and especially when you get older and especially, you know, growing up, like I was into, again, like I was, you know, I was into wrestling and punk rock and Marvel and, you know, I wasn't, I guess, in my parents' eyes, the quintessential Puerto Rican kid, you know? So finding my identity and being proud of who I am, I think that's just something that everybody goes through, especially when they're an adult and especially when they're turning 30. But, uh, <laughs> and as of recently, like, um, it was just four years ago or four or five years ago that I, uh, I came out as bi. So I'm still discovering myself in a whole different degree. Um, mm -hmm. but sometimes, you know, I, I want to carry more pride in that. It's just sometimes I don't, I guess I don't want to like come off as if I'm, I never want to come off as if I'm bragging. So sometimes it's hard for me to congratulate myself or to celebrate my accomplishments because I just like keep it inside, <laughs> which is a problem. Me but, too. Yeah. But uh, I I do have a lot of pride and I, I have a lot of pride in, within myself. And sometimes I just, I'm the type of person where I like to celebrate it with myself because I need to celebrate it with myself first so that I can feel validated. And then mm -hmm. I'll go online and I'll be like, hey, you know, I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, like most of the time I like, I want to scream to, on the rooftop like you know I'm I am a, a queer woman of color in wrestling and sometimes that's uncommon but uh, at the same time I never want to come off as if like I'm the only one you know because I, right. I don't I'm not <laughs> and there's plenty of room for all of us um, but I think for now I just take the joy of um, uh, being a woman in this space Again, I'm I'm going through my own identity crisis <laughs> outside of Queen of the Ring, uh, more so of just like you know, uh, being openly queer now and uh, just embracing my ethnicity much more than I than I would before. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a journey, but mm -hmm. it's 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 been a journey because. Um, you know it's just it's been a tough two years <laughs> you know it's been a tough two years the pandemic and everything and being being inside and having the opportunity to finally kind of like be with myself I think a lot of people have had this experience where it's like you know who I am I outside of a nine-to-five outside of hustling for an audition like who am I what do I stand for and what do I believe in and how does that equate to um, my identity that has always that has already been caved for me of being Puerto Rican, of being bisexual. So you know, there's a lot of therapy that comes with that. <laughs> yeah, I 100% get that because I'm in therapy now. I mean, gosh, I mean <laughs> that's just the truth of life. Sometimes you just need a little bit extra help to get the healing that you need. Yeah. To sure. accept and love yourself. And there's no there's no issue with that. There's no judgments here with that at all. So I 100% get it. Like we're all on, the, you and I both are on the journey to loving ourselves, you know, and having pride in who we are as people. And I'm just really glad that you are, you know, that, that you, even though you're humble, it's like you still want to be able to take credit. And I understand how that feels because sometimes I deal with imposter syndrome. Like, am I really? no. 
Like, but then there are other times where I have to remind myself, like, look, <laughs> you did this. It's okay to own it and just, you know, love that. And I, I completely get where you're coming from with it. You gotta give yourself that, that like hard love sometimes, that tough love of like you stare yourself in the mirror and you're just like, girl, you did that. Continue to do that. It's hard. It's so hard. And especially with imposter syndrome in rest in not only in wrestling but just in media when there's so many people that are doing amazing things and of course yes. you're rooting for them but also at the same time you're kind of like am i not doing something that i should be doing you know right. like am i not doing enough or or you know when you take those breaks and you don't get burned out sometimes you get those feelings of like i feel like i'm left out like i feel like i should be doing more i should be on my computer like editing videos but i have nothing to edit you know and it's just like it's hard it's hard to have imposter syndrome and i think sometimes it's hard to talk about it with different people because i think we all fall victim to it Yes. But I think it's a really hard topic to talk about without almost sounding bitter towards other people and bitter with yourself and um, just like finding the balance of imposter syndrome and I guess like a lack of confidence sometimes. Um, and that's also hard to balance too. Being confident, that is oh like, God, yeah. not, not there for me. <laughs> <laughs> not there <laughs> but we're getting there we are we're getting there thanks we're trying to, thanks to my therapist every wednesday at 4 4 p.m it's great. yes <laughs> <laughs> gotta love our therapist gotta love it well alex i would just like to ask you one last question and that is what do you believe the future holds for you Oh my it's God. Be a lot of anxiety happening in my future, baby. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't, like I said before, I don't make goals. So I don't really know what's, what's in store for my future. Um, I would love to, um, I think, I think if I did have a goal, one of my goals is to, uh, finally open up a space in wrestling where especially for a lot of marginalized people in wrestling to just discuss it in a healthy way um and also to just like shine more of a mainstream light in it and I know that's everybody's goal mm -hmm. but I think the way I like to like approach wrestling and my content with wrestling sometimes is like you know like it's 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 a nerd culture it's part of nerd culture um so that's like my plans for i guess my the future of my content but the future of me and um i don't really know i mean i would i would love to do more in wrestling i would love to uplift more um indie wrestling and more people in wrestling but uh i would really like to get more into um like just nerd conversations like i would love to dive into the to a space of like star wars and marvel with wrestling fans because it all comes hand in hand for all of us you know mm -hmm. um i think everybody's goal is to 
I guess make it big in wrestling but sometimes my goal is like how can I make it big outside of wrestling but also bring wrestling with me and let everybody else in the world know that like wrestling is still cool <laughs> you yes. know um, but yeah I don't, I don't really have anything for, for my future I just hope that my future is is uh, is is healthy I, I hope that my future is still bright and uh, I just hope to meet more people work with more people collaborate with more people and just like learn I'm still learning in, in this space um, mm-hmm. and I just I just hope that in the future I just make more people proud <laughs> yeah definitely well I'm just gonna be corny for a minute and tell you that I believe your future is bright and it's so bright that I that I'll need shade. So <laughs> And you brought out the the Shawn Michaels heart shades. Yeah. Ah, 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 I could die. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love these things. They're so cute, but it's hard because I actually have prescribed glasses that I should wear more oh, often. I, I feel you. I yeah, I'm, I'm kind of blind. Yeah, I will sacrifice <laughs> my eyesight for a good look with glasses. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's so hard. But Alex, thank you so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast Live Vibe. So please tell everyone where they can find you um, and everything you've got going on. Yeah, of course. Okay, this is going to be a long list, so bear with me, people. All right. So if you want to follow me on the socials, I'm at Queen of the Ring with two G's on Twitter. I am at underscore Queen of the Ring on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, although we'll see how that journey goes. Uh, <laughs> you can follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Queen of the Ring. I've been watching Total Divas and it's my first time watching it so it's been a hell of a time we play video games there i also have a youtube channel youtube.com slash queen of the ring wrestling and if you want to follow all of my other shows church of joshi you can follow us there on twitter and instagram uh i think by the time that this drops especially audio we will have a patreon so church of joshi on patreon follow us there uh, we go live every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch.tv slash KaylaVision, who is my co-host, who you should also follow because she is amazing. And, of course, Complex Unsanctioned on Spotify and Spotify Live. We go live every Monday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And we have had amazing guests so far. And you can listen to any of our past episodes on Spotify, on Complex Unsanctioned. And I don't think I am missing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. That's a very impressive list there. But uh, thank yes, you. thank you so much for coming on my show. right so i want to thank alex lajas and also thank victor perry for visiting the hardy wrestling podcast show this week and of course please follow them and support them wherever you find them on their socials and everything else that they've got going on and as usual know that you can support the hardy wrestling podcast um everywhere you get your podcast as google apple podcast google podcast um iheart radio spotify my youtube channel hardy wrestling podcast 
podcast and basically everywhere you can listen to shows that's where you can find it just search for the hardy wrestling podcast and you will find the purple pink and blue logo um also please remember to follow the hardy wrestling podcast on instagram at hardy wrestling podcast and on twitter at hardy WrestlePod and on facebook at the hardy wrestling podcast and also continue to vote for your girl to win the alabama music award for bama podcast of the year i'll keep sharing the link but the link should be in all of my bios and all my social media platforms and it should be either tagged or pinned anywhere like on twitter or whatever so please continue to vote for your girl because i do want to win and continue to represent um wrestling in the state of alabama with my show and it will just be you know a good time to you know participate in the alabama music awards i'm really honored to be nominated for this award and i would really like to win but it's okay if i don't but either way i do like to win so please vote um vote for your girl please so yeah so just continue to support the show and i'm just really grateful for where it's going and i hope that you're having um a stellar life you know wherever you are listening and i hope that you're keeping yourself healthy and just doing the very best that you can to be the light um in a world that has a tendency to shift towards darkness a lot and i just hope that you're also taking care of the people around you because people in life you know even though you do have to take care of yourself you also have to take care of the of others who you know who love you and just continue to cultivate those relationships because you just never know where life will take you so just continue to be your best self throughout everything so until next time this is the hardy wrestling podcast with your girl stephanie hardy and of course the theme song was performed by josiah williams aka wrestling flow and until next time bye y'all